Support for this episode comes from PCG Digital. It is anywhere from difficult to impossible to manage every aspect of the changing digital landscape. Rather than trying to do it yourself, why not leave it to an award-winning team of digital marketing specialists who have mastered it all? Connect your message with more potential customers with PCG Digital. Go to pcgdigital.com for more information. What if your boss or owner of the company came to you and said, I need you to take over this underperforming team. I need you to turn it around and achieve the results we need. Now you're sitting there thinking, what am I supposed to do? You don't have a strategy. You start guessing and you're a little nervous that you may not be able to achieve the goal that's set out in front of you. Well, what if I could provide you a coach right now, someone who could lay out a strategy for you to help you achieve what you're looking to accomplish? Well, that's Duran Cage. He is a uh, sales trainer. He is also a process trainer. He turns around underperforming teams. He's the head of Cage Automotive, and he's going to dive in today and share his strategy, step-by-step process of how to turn that performance around, how to fix the things that are happening with your team so that they can generate consistent results and you achieve the goal that you're looking for. So let's dive into today's episode of You're in Charge, Conversations that Spark Change with Duran Cage. So so leaders who are running teams, someone comes back and says, we're going to pivot to do something. What's your recommendation, right? So well, I'm going to be the person who you're coaching and, and, and my, now my, my boss tells me we need to change X, Y, and Z. How do you guide them? What's your process to implement and change or a new idea? How do you actually do that and communicate that to the team to get them on board? Walk me through your process. Yeah, so very similar to, you know, what we talked about earlier, let's slow down real quick and let's look at the data and make sure the data supports the decision that we're going to make. You know, did you, are we making this decision because it made you feel good when you saw somebody talking about it? Or is this something that based on statistics and data, consumer feedback, that this would be a good direction for us to go? And so then if we look at that and it's like, yeah, actually this, we should, we should, we should go with this then we have to make sure that we break it down bit by bit because a lot of times it's never just one little thing that you need to come back to your dealership and do. Typically, it's about a series of a few different things that have to happen. And so it's important to focus on one thing first. So, you know, it could be an example. Imagine all the people that have gone about the digital retailing. You know, I'm sure that could be a whole other show. Well, (laughs) the first step that you have to slow down on is do we have the culture for it? You know, like, yeah, I understand that we can sell more and there's maybe more profitability if that's the numbers that were, you were told, but does our culture align with that? Like, are we okay? Do, what does a digital retailing shopper look like? What do they want? And so we have to, for that scenario, we'd have to make sure that our culture and get our people bought in on that first, because that's a whole different process. And so that's kind of how I would look at it. Is, do we need it? Do we have the right people for it? Do we have the right processes already set up for it? Do we need to tweak some things? Is our marketing going to match this message? Do we need to change our marketing? So those are the kind of questions that I would ask you, just like not playing devil's advocate, but just make sure that, okay, so no, if we're going to do this. Yeah, what's no, the I, first thing that we would do? 
Absolutely. You know? I don't think it's devil advocate. I think that's spot on. And for those of you listening, that what, what Duran just said, it's, I always equate it to the octopus, right? Or it's the throwing the stone into a pond. There's ripples because any yeah. changes that I make for argument's sake on the sales side, well, how does that affect the other departments or how does that, right? So there, what does that mean I have to do on my website? What does that have to do in terms of marketing, right? And, and I love the way you broke it down and focused on your culture first, right? And even if you take it a step further to, and because you touched on it was, what do we want our customers to feel when they interact with this, right? What, what are we trying, yes. what's point B, you know, I had a boss, that's what he would always say to me. Well, what's point B in this discussion? So if we're saying, well, we want our, it to be easier for our customers to interact, or, or I want to give some yes. control to the customer to be able to figure out a few things. Awesome. That's great. How do we do that? Then it's backing it out to say, well, to your point, what does that mean for our current processes? What does that mean for technology? right? Sometimes they put the cart before the horse. They get the technology and try to force their process in versus finding the right technology to support your team. But to your point is everything then has to, we back out and say, well, okay, well then what changes do we have to make to the website? Okay. Well, we made that change. We took away forms and it's going to go right to chat. Okay. Well, who's answering the chat? Someone there, someone here when they do, right? It's literally mapping it out on the whiteboard before you make any changes, because it could sound very simple mm -hmm. in theory until you go, Oh boy, look at all of this that we have to do. And then to your point is you start hacking it into small pieces, prioritize. So I really love the way your approach is. And again, for those listening, it's that idea of here's a big piece of pie or a big, you know, big, and we cut it into bite-sized pieces so that we can consume it in the right order. And, you know, over time we'll eat the whole thing but we can't shove it all in our mouth at the same time. You know, it, it just doesn't work that way. Absolutely. So as we roll through this in terms of the, the training, there's, there's two, two things that I'd love your take on, because these are questions I get from people running teams all the time. And I love your take on it. How do you deal with the, veteran employee who does produce, maybe not the best, but they produce, who doesn't want to follow your process. And then what do you do with the high performing person who is very vocal about I don't like your process, right? So we have two disruptors here. One is maybe quietly just going, I'm not going to do your process. And then you have the vocal person who is out here just bad mouthing everything, vocal about I don't have to do it, but hey, I'm the top performer, one of the top performers, and I'm that idea of I'm invincible. You know, you're running a team, especially if you're new at running a team. This is where I see a lot of struggles are. Someone's new to this. How do you handle those two people? What would your take be to handle those two people? Those are the funnest two, right? <laughs> well, it goes back to we, we, you, we have to use influence and, and facts to back what we're trying to teach. So you can't just come in and say, here's how we're going to do it. This is what works. So when it comes down to the veteran, you almost need to find out what their goal is. Like, are you happy just being where you're at? 
right. you know, because if they're happy with being where they're at and they have no intention on growing and they don't want to, to grow themselves and it's almost impossible because that means they're not going to want to do anything. But most veterans, when you talk to them, like, do you, could you, would it be interesting to grow a little bit more in terms of growing financially and growing more professionally? And once that answer is a yes, like, yeah, I mean, I am, then that's what I'm like. So the reason why we should do X is because the results and the data show that this is what could happen. And this would take your, your overall sales growth to another level. So I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, I was doing a Zoom call with one of my clients and there was a veteran who pretty much outright cussed at me because I was asking him to the importance of email and a video. And, and he said, I don't understand why would why you keep harping on this email and video thing and I said because statistically it's the number one for engagement okay to the experience that it gives the customer and three the leverage that it's going to give you over your your competition I said but ultimately it's about the experience that we're going to deliver to the customer on that same call another employee that's a little bit newer was we were going through their opportunities and he sends a video email to a customer that's a walk around it's an email only would you who would you believe that two hours later that customer comes in and buys a vehicle from this young man's video walk around while the veteran had just got onto me? So when we had our next week's call, the new guy had told me, he's like, hey Duran, guess what? This worked. And so then on that next call, do you know what that veteran was saying? Okay, Duran, walk me through how we do this right. again. And let's exactly. go. So so making sure that you have some proof and some foundation. And I think one thing that helps you and I also is that we've been doing this for a while too. So I get it. Like, you know, if I've been selling cars unprofessionally since 2002, then professionally since 2008. So I've seen me, you know, as a horrible salesperson, I've seen me develop as a salesperson. So I'd like to let veterans know, like, listen, I get it. And sometimes change is not the most comfortable thing. Even for me, like doing videos at the very beginning, that was not something I was comfortable with. Now we're right. sitting here talking on video and it maybe feels natural, but at the beginning, I was the worst thing in the world on video. And most people might not believe that. So that's how I would handle that person and just really just go along with them and show them, like give them the evidence, the proof and, and show why this would benefit them. And it's very similar to the high performer. So the high performer that's already doing well, like why do I need to change my approach? Why do I need to do this? Again, what is it ultimately that you want as a high performer? Do you want to grow? Like, do you want to level up? Because in any profession, they're all working on growing. Sports, even in medicine, if you're a doctor, whatever you're doing, you're constantly trying to evolve and grow. Because if you and I were sitting here still talking about what we were teaching 10 years ago that we're talking about now, we would both right. be gone. Right. And that's what I would tell the high performers. Like, yes, you're doing a great job. You're doing phenomenal. Use this to add on to your business and let me show you how this could complement what you're already doing. So whenever I'm talking to a high performer, I really ever try to challenge them to change a thing. It's more about how we can add on right. to help them grow and scale, whether it be AI, you know, we're talking about artificial intelligence, video, social media, whatever it is that maybe they're missing. And I see that, hey, there's a better way. A lot of high performers then will listen if it sounds like they could they could grow their network and they don't have to invest a lot of time with whatever they need to do. And the return on their time invested is going to be great at 10x, then that's typically how I would get their attention. And then again, sharing stories, like I think stories connects more than anything. So if there's other high performers that I've worked with that have used some of the practices that I've 
I've asked them to put into place, I'll, I'll refer them like, Hey, here's right. a salesperson over here that's selling 48 cars a month. And they're doing some of this as well. I'll be glad to share their information and you can talk to them. And that is extremely valuable because now it's not Duran idea, you know, it's, whoa. So there's other people doing this. Yeah. So you're validating. Yeah, you're right. You're validating it. Salesperson to salesperson, you know, it's very similar. I always talk about, I could talk to dealers, but when dealers talk to dealers, they have their own yes. language and it confirms it. So salesperson yeah. to salesperson goes, no, this stuff really works. They're like, all right. Um, so again, for everyone listening, a lot of great information there. Remember, we're not confronting them. We're not telling them they're wrong. We're asking, right? What, what's the hesitation? Why are you not adapting? A lot of times it's because they don't understand what you're really asking them to do. Why? Because you came out with just some declaration to say, we're going to make this change without walking through why. People need to understand why. Why are we making this change? What's in it for them? If you apply that, you can win them over, right? And, and, and again, it may take you a little longer than a new person who's coming in who doesn't know any different. They're going to follow the rules because they don't know any different. This person is maybe has a little, you know, is going to push back on you. But again, state your case to what Duran was saying with numbers. What's in it for them? Why? Why is it important for them? And the one I would also say, just as an extra little tip on top of what Duran was saying, was if you have somebody who's vocally against what you're doing, like disruptor, I don't care how great they are, you got to pull them aside and you got to yeah. say, listen, give me a break. Stop with that. That's disruptive. Uh, if you and I can have an agreement and we'll work on our own thing over here, but I don't need you challenging me in, in meetings or you going around and going, ah, don't do what Glenn said. You don't have to do that. that that's not acceptable. You want to do your process. I'll add into you. I'll help you get better. But it's that challenge of disruption that's unacceptable. And you have to you know, apply to them and stroke their ego. And to your point, high performers love to be praised. So yeah. lean on them and stroke their ego and say, listen, you do know everybody watches you. Man, it would really help me out if you supported me or you didn't say that because they're looking for you and I could say it, but if you're doing it, they're going to do it. They may not even realize. Many times they're going to say, oh, I was just kidding. Like, yeah, but these people don't know you're kidding. I know you're kidding. They don't know you're kidding. So again, it, it is allowing you. And I, I love what you've been saying all day is, reach out first, ask questions. Don't just, just come in and say, I'm smarter than you be quiet. You know that I just don't think anybody responds well to that. No, they, they really don't. And you, I love that you said why, cause I didn't even realize it until you said that. But a lot of times I'll, I'll answer my own question. So I'll say, Hey, we should say this on the call. And then I say, but I want somebody to say Duran, why? And they'll say why? And then I'll explain because it's really important, especially in this day and age, and I think I do it myself. I probably just don't even realize it. If if somebody's telling me to do something, I typically am always going to ask why. Like if you told me right now, Duran, hey, you should really try doing this. I'll probably shake my head. Yeah, like, you know, why do you say that? And then you're going to say because of this, 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 and this. I'm like, oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Right, so right. I, yeah, I really so when I, that. yeah, when I, yeah, when I train, I always, the first three steps are here's what we're going to do. Here's why right? Why? What's in it for you? Why it's good for the business? Why I think we need change? And then we go into how we're going to do it. And then we dive into actual training. But I agree with you. I think most people, we never liked it as kids. 
to when our parents said, just do it because I told you, you're all going, oh, I don't Why? like that. <laughs> and you're sitting there, well, I don't understand that because I said so. Nobody liked that as a kid. Nobody likes that as an adult in any sort of business. You walk away mumbling going, yeah, this is why I never liked that guy or this gal. I don't right. like that. Well, I hope you got a lot of that out of that episode with Duran. I know I did. I really love when he talked about making sure your team understands the why of what they're doing, because a lot of times just telling people what to do, uh, even giving them a, a mapped out checklist of tasks that they have to do. It's easy to get lost if you don't understand why you're doing something. I think the why is more important sometimes than the how. So uh, please take that to task. Again, I appreciate you listening. Uh, and as Duran said, you can connect with him on Facebook, uh, on LinkedIn, or also just go to cageautomotive.com. So thank you so much. Please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that you share it out. There's a lot of people out there that could use this uh, type of information, ideas that Duran shared today. As always, I appreciate your attention. It means a lot to me that you're listening to this podcast and you are sharing it out there. Uh, if there's any topics you'd like to talk about, just connect with me online. Uh, you can connect with me in any of the places that are listed in the show notes. Just let me know what you think. Uh, I can always get a guest or maybe if it's a solo uh, episode, I'll try to do my best to answer your questions as well. So again, thank you so much for your attention. As I say at the end of every episode, you're in charge, but now Duran gave you a few more tools to help you become more successful. Thanks so much. And I'll see you next episode. Okay.